Hi there, and welcome to episode 58 of the RDS Touch to Study session with me, Matt Roberts, and hopefully I'll be able to speak properly uh, this evening. In this episode, I want to continue with the Come Follow Me study, uh, which is found in July 22nd to July 28th, Acts 16 to 21, the Lord hath called us for to preach the gospel. And now I'm going to move on to the We Are the Offspring of God section. And this, again, has so many things within it. When you look at the ideas for personal scripture study this week, there are only these three sections. Uh, however, I do feel like there, are, there is a lot to gain from, from all from these three sections. And I feel that this will kind of go over two uh, podcasts uh, episodes. So uh, I hope you, uh, hope you get a lot out of it as well. So what I want to look at uh, with this first, where Paul goes to Athens and teaches the gospel, uh, is the way that he identifies to them who this unknown God is. Um, now, before he kind of touches on the, the prospect that we are the offspring of God, um, there's a lot of things that he identifies with them. And this is something that we did as a family in Family Home Evening. We got our, we got our kids around the table whilst we were eating our, our dinner uh, one night, and I drew like a, a, a gingerbread man, as it were, on a whiteboard, just like a plain figure of a person and I just asked um, so if someone was to ask you ask you you know what is God like or our Heavenly Father what is he like what words would you use and what we did is we we filled this gingerbread man with all the words that we would use to describe God and then I helped and then we we taught we, we taught to uh, our children about how many people in the world people that they go to school with many people that they'll meet in the streets and throughout life will not will their understanding of God will be like this gingerbread man before it's filled in. It'll just be blank and they'll not really know much about him. And it's like how uh, Paul uh, finds um, the Athenians. Now, obviously, the Athenians at the time did have a belief in number of in a number of gods, uh, many altars and many temples, which are mentioned in the New Testament. Uh, but then, obviously, Paul walks past this altar to the unknown God. Now, it's, uh, when you look into the history of that, it, it's clear that... This was because simply they didn't want to miss any God out and they were fearing that um, they were missing a God out in the many gods that they had and so they built an altar to the unknown God so that basically all their bases were covered. Uh, but then Paul declares to them that actually, you know, there is a God which you, are, which do, you do not recognise and this is him and I'm going to help you know him now. Uh, and he then goes through a number of key principles about God our Heavenly Father uh, which are really important for us to remember. He talks about in the following verses about how he is a creator, how he gives life to all, how he can be interacted with, how we are his offspring, and I'll go more into detail on that point uh, tomorrow. Uh, he is a being rather than an idol or made of gold or silver, uh, and that he will, he will judge and he will bring about resurrection, and that also that he has made one blood all nations for men to dwell on the face of the earth. Basically, that all men are equal and all men are, and that he is no respecter of persons, as has been stated uh, recently by Peter uh, in the early church. So, there is clearly a number of things uh, which Paul identified, uh, which the Athenians needed to understand about God, their Heavenly Father. President David O. McKay in 1944 gave this quote uh, regarding this, this context with Paul, but then also linked it to us today. Now, obviously, this was given you know, over 70 years ago. However, it's still re very relevant today. He said this, quote, um, Today, as on Mars Hill, when we speak of the resurrection of the dead, there are some who mock and others who doubt and turn away. 
Today, as then, too many men and women have other gods to which they give more thought than to the resurrected Lord, the God of pleasure, the God of wealth, the God of indulgence, the God of political power, the God of popularity, the God of race superiority. As varied and numerous as were the gods in ancient Athens and Rome, thoughts that most frequently occupy the mind determine a man's course of action. As one writer aptly says, the ever-pressing pursuit of secular aims, natural science, commerce, luxury... Any form of earthly ambition or absorption makes the mind incapable of receiving, understanding, or even entertaining the idea of any being higher than man, or any state of existence higher than the present. It is therefore a blessing to the world that there are occasions such as Easter, which, as warming semaphores, may say to mankind, in your mad rush for pleasure, wealth, and fame, pause and think of, think what is of most value in life. Close quote. Now, I absolutely loved this uh, because it really does make it clear why there is many issues in society today. It is the, the pursuit of secular aims, you know, commerce, luxury, personal gratification, personal, um, you know, um, I guess possessions and belongings and wealth uh, that is leading to the, the, the states uh, and the um, attitude uh, in society today. Now, of course, that doesn't mean to say that, that all people are like that and that there aren't many good people trying to do the right things for the right reasons in the world. There are many of those people as well. Uh, but of course, as a, as a general society, people comment all the time, and that's people outside the church, about how in the world there is just, you know, really poor values and a number of issues uh, in society. And where do they look? Well, if obviously, if they don't look to their Heavenly Father for support, they look to, you know, the, the, greater, the greatest power that they think there is, and that usually is uh, those that, that lead governments and world leaders, and then they question these fallible, these fallible, fallible people, and say, "Well, why is this person not doing this, or why is this happening?" And we just go into a never-ending cycle. Um, and that is why I, I really, truly have hope for the future. For I know that there is a living Heavenly Father. Ironically, that um, you know, if people say that some people, and I've heard a few people mention this. Um, not to me personally, but just in general about religion, that if someone um, believes in God and, and relies on him, then they are, in a sense, um, not able to, that they are incapable of looking after themselves. They feel like they need to rely on this person to get through life. And actually, it's the other way around, I feel, and obviously I'm, I'm obviously very biased myself, but because I know this unknowable God, because I know that he is there and loves me, I know that there is hope for the future. I know that, that, that mankind has many great qualities for they are the offspring of God and have that innate potential and, and uh, ability to become like him. Uh, and so that really fills me with, with joy and hope for the future. Not, you know, just makes me rely on this, this being which I cannot see. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there um, because I, I, I am trying to keep these more bite-sized pieces of study. Uh, tomorrow I'll look into more of the, the, the phrase of us being the offspring of God and what that, that actually means, which is a nice follow-on from what we've looked at today. If there's anything that you have studied that you'd wish to share, please do so at Roberts 90 I'd love to hear from you. And until we meet again.